Hello, Jose Antonio Morales. You are the owner and operator of Aurora Coworking, a super small co-working space in the countryside of Slovenia. And we always, always like to, to, to discuss with players from uh, small spaces, but also in, in remote areas, because it's likely the most challenging area to have a co-working space. Uh, due to the size, the, the density, which is soft, obviously lower. So you, we might have some interest in uh, low rents. Uh, the cost might be a bit, bit lower. But overall, we know how hard it is to have a, a courting space in a, in a remote area or a very small town. And you have been operating for five years. You come from Peru, you told me. And uh, can you tell us a little bit uh, more about the, the reason why you started our work working and, and what's the purpose? or the, the, the project behind Super, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, true, I'm Peruvian. Um, I loved computers. Uh, I'm from the generation of the beginning of the internet. Uh, so I was an IT person uh, and I thought that was going to be the career of my life. Mm -hmm. um, I got in love with a Slovenian woman. So uh, I came chasing her. Uh, we got married. And I started my IT company here as well. It's like the it's like the Donald Trump, <laughs> of course, <laughs> <laughs> but without the millions. <laughs> and uh, so I stayed here, uh, and uh, seven years after establishing my first business, I had the opportunity of moving to the to New York to work for a, a consulting company. And uh, two years after, I decided to return to Slovenia. Uh, actually, I was missing Europe, and um, I, I had a feeling. I think it was that I was getting close to my 40, uh, 40th birthday, mm. and uh, I decided to not continue a business with IT. So I started looking for what am I going to do, mm. and one of the first things that I did when uh, I returned uh, was to go to Vienna, that is very close to me. And uh, I went to the Impact Hub in Vienna. So, oh my God, I saw this is the thing I was looking for all my life. So the dream of having a co-working space was born there. Mm -hmm. uh, but of course, uh, uh, when I returned to Murska Sobota, the town where I live, uh, I found that all the available spaces were ultra expensive. Right? You, you wouldn't think so because this is a small rural area and uh, uh and those are places that are closed for years mm -hmm. so why would they keep the prices so high I, I didn't know and then i got lucky and a slovenian bank offered me the, pos the possibility of having a free rent so uh at that time i still had some money so i managed to make an investment and and get the uh, uh the space uh renovated and mm -hmm. uh, furnished and decided to get into this craziness. Everybody said to me, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. You're going to waste your money. This is not the right thing to do. Um, from one perspective, they were right. Mm -hmm. But from another perspective, they were totally wrong because actually Aurora Coworking, although with 10 to 14 members, mm -hmm. we have been awarded a couple of times best co-working space in Slovenia. Okay, congratulations. Yeah, so that's the story. So, so on the one hand, that's the story we hear um, in many small co-working spaces that it's a fulfilling 
activity for, for the founder for personally and you, you feel like you have impact. And on the other hand, um, we know so there is a social need there. Uh, that's, that's what you are demonstrating. But um, so you said uh, between 10 and 14 people, the, the space you told me is 100 uh, square, square meter big. So it, it's pretty small. It might be enough for, for a small town like the one you are in, close to the border of Austria and, and, and Hungary, you, you told me. And um, what do you think of the, the, this model? That, do you think that it's the only way to have co-working space in the countryside to say, okay, we need someone who is passionate about it, who is ready to put some of his money or her money into the, the, the project, and then just leave out of that? Um, how do you see some space for, yeah, something which could be um, financially more sustainable? Uh, if if we have mentioned that the finance uh, dimension is important, so for instance, you have sponsors here. Uh, that's part of the model, you can say. Um, what should what is your thought about it? Yeah. So at the beginning, I thought we we were going to find more. Uh, uh, entrepreneurs willing to, to, to go to the co-working space, and that was not true. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I found is that uh, not many people consider themselves entrepreneurs in, in a rural area. Uh, and no matter what we did, we would not get enough attention. So we made free lunches and uh, uh, whatever you can imagine. We yeah, get yeah. people, but we, we were not capable of getting entrepreneurs. Uh, something that happened after is the first thing that, that we noticed is that uh, our members were staying in the co-working space for a long time. So they were not coming and going. They were members for many months. And uh, although we were all trying to get more people coming to the space, no one could really find them. Mm -hmm. So we said, there's something weird here. Mm -hmm. So I asked them, why are you here? Why are you a member of a co-working space here? And basically they said, we want to be in a co-working space like this one to not be at home. Mm -hmm. So we are fine staying at home for a while, you know, but after uh, uh, a few days, we need to get a different space just mm -hmm. to change your mindset. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was really interesting. So I said, okay, so we are not a space for entrepreneurs. We're a space for anyone working from home. And that changed everything, you know, mm -hmm. just that little, mm -hmm. okay. And, but knowing that they wanted to stay for a long time, I started changing the model. I figured I was not going to be able to create an income from uh, such a small co-working space. I am not very friendly with uh, uh, getting grants or support from the municipality. Uh, I wanted to, to keep the co-working space as independent as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, we got a few grants uh, and participated at some uh, Erasmus Plus projects, mm -hmm. uh, uh, but those are very small things, right? Uh, so I said, okay, if this is never going to generate income to me, at least it should not cost me mm. any money. Mm. So we had a conversation with the members that we decided to adopt kind of a cooperative system 
So we are dividing the expenses, all the expenses, every single month in equal parts. Mm -hmm. And that was amazing because, first of all, the members started cleaning the space. They started mm -hmm. taking care Mm. of of uh, uh, the infrastructure they started inviting other people to participate in the co-working because now they knew that if they get one more member they will pay less membership right so uh, from that moment on this is maybe two years ago two years and a half ago the community has been much more engaging mm -hmm. completely self-sustainable I don't have to spend one euro a part of my membership I also pay a membership yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 and the space is spotless it's perfectly fine uh, uh, and it is paying, uh, uh, playing a role in our community so uh, now the business now we are starting to find out uh, different ways for the members to not have to pay the membership directly we made uh, uh, something that we are calling the Aurora um, Academy mm. where they are going to be delivering simple training courses uh, uh, that are not necessarily connected to their business activities uh, so that they can generate maybe 50, 100 euros a month. So with that, they are going to be covering their membership. And yeah, so I, I'm completely satisfied. Mm -hmm. if, if, if I die tonight, uh, the co-working space can run forever. And, and what about the new, the new members? So if you are a cooperative, you, we could say, okay, it's more a shared office in the countryside than co-working with a flow of people. So how do you manage the subscription? Have you to be a cooperator to become a member or is it, so how do you handle that? Um, so we don't have a fixed membership fee. We just have a ceiling. Mm -hmm. So we say your membership will not go over 50 euros. Okay. And the truth is that uh, normally it's like 35. Uh, per month? Per month. Okay. Yes. So uh, now when a new member wants to come, we have to explain that this is a cooperative system. Mm -hmm. So we are not expecting to accept members that want to stay for one month. Mm -hmm. Right? Because uh, uh, if one person comes, the expenses for all the rest decreases. And then when that person goes, the expenses increases and then the people doesn't like it, right? So we prefer to have people that stay for longer terms. Mm -hmm. So let's say three months. And what we know is that if they stay for three months, they stay for much longer time, a year or two. Uh, in some cases, uh, 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 they leave because of personal issues, mm -hmm. but the majority uh, decide to stay. And, and so, the, the, um, so all the 14 members are cooperators, right? It's, that's, that's mandatory yeah. in, you, in your model. So, and and um, what do they do? What's the profile uh, on average? Is it, you have a, so, so some specific profiles that, how does, does the, an ecosystem like yours look in, in a small town in Eastern Slovenia, let's say? Yeah, so what happens is that uh, um, although uh, when, when saying a small town, uh, uh, I'm not talking about uh, um, a South American rural area. So uh, uh, in Slovenia, uh, 
the majority of the the small towns have all the infrastructure you you, you need right so uh, access to highways uh, 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 everything mm. access to internet is, is completely natural high speed etc cetera, etc cetera. so those are this is a small city let's say right and there are of course professionals of all kinds all around mm. and a lot of them decide to work from home the thing is that there's no space for them to get together mm-hmm. so you don't know them you don't know where they are uh, uh, so that is what our co-working is achieving is identifying some of them so their profiles are very very diverse uh, uh, we have yoga trainers uh, we have uh, fitness trainers we mm-hmm. have translators we have it persons uh, uh, a bit of everything. We have okay. social entrepreneurs. We have even gardeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, or book writers, book editors. Um, so, there's no specific uh, field, let's mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like, so that's a big discussion that we are having now, uh, due, due to the pandemic, that we expect people to make the choice to move back in the countryside and uh, live like remote workers. Uh, is it something that is in the agenda now? For, from, again, from where you are, um, do, yeah. do, do you hear already things happening uh, regarding that, that, that perception? Well, uh, I can tell you that we that live here, we feel amazingly happy <laughs> that we are here. Yeah right? Uh, uh, everything is easier because we live in, in the countryside and smaller uh, uh, cities. Um, uh, the majority of the people live in the same municipality. And that means that even when we had the lockdown, we had the freedom to move inside mm-hmm. of the municipality. So uh, uh, the co-working members decided to go to co-work. And, but they established a rule only one one person at a time. Mm-hmm. So they opened their Trello board and coordinated uh, uh, who goes when. Uh, so totally fantastic. Uh, before the COVID-19 crisis, we were sta- starting to establish a network in Slovenia. We wanted to start opening other co-working spaces. And uh, I was stubborn saying that we want to do that uh, uh, in rural areas, not mm-hmm. in the big cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the crisis came and it stopped everything. Uh, and now that I started talking about this again, everyone feels like great idea. Okay. Before it was a bit difficult to explain. Yeah. Now when they say, well, co-working is still not going to be a priority, uh, something that I can discuss actually, because I think it is a priority. Uh, uh, but now I'm, I'm, feeling much more confident than establishing a network of freelancers and entrepreneurs that live in rural areas in, in Slovenia mm-hmm. is a must. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because the majority of those uh, uh, kind of professionals are looking for network and are looking for cooperation. They, they start to realize that by themselves, uh, they are not going to be able to cope with uh, uh, economic problems that are going to uh, mm-hmm. hit us yeah, anytime right. soon. And, and you were also telling me that in Slovenia um, there will be a, there are there are, there has been some attempts some attempts to to organize that network of co-working space and still the, 
the, the ecosystem of co-working is still a um, little bit shy and, and not very developed, although we have been, so Polygon we mentioned uh, was one of the pioneers in Europe uh, a few years ago. Um, how do you explain that? You, you told me about the culture. Um, so what, what can, what is your perception also as a, as a outsider coming in? Yeah, so, okay, I, when I'm going to share it's an opinion, right? So it's yeah. not fact uh, uh, of any mm. kind. So basically, I think that the, the uh, Slovenian ecosystem that supports entrepreneurship is not yet evolved mm -hmm. uh, 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 to a level where uh, initiatives like co-working can be easily funded. So Slovenia has a very small population, it's 2 million inhabitants, and they are distributed in thousands of little towns. Mm -hmm. So then you never have the critical mass to have a bigger co-working space anywhere. Apart of that, the salaries in Slovenia are not very high. Uh, uh, the IT salaries are average, like everywhere else, mm -hmm. but the rest of the professions, the people are not getting very high salaries. Uh, everyone that has a, a, a social impact or social innovation uh, um, spirit, let's say, will depend on grants or uh, 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 public funding yeah. to try to make it happen. But then they have to uh, uh, struggle with the uncertainties that come with that, right? So yeah. sometimes the grant is here, sometimes it's not there. Yeah, you have the, the bureaucracy, yeah, the politicians are changing. And exactly. So then, and that's the story mm -hmm. so far of what I know and what I perceive of why so many co-working spaces in Slovenia are closed. Uh, they, the they rely, what you say, they rely too much on grants and, and political relationships, let's say, to some extent. To, to and and, and it is also the, I, I would say that it's also the opportunity of something that is uh, uh, compatible with their personality. They want to be helpful to society, but at the same time, uh, uh, they struggle with because they don't know how to fund it. Right? So, uh, uh, they be, so what happens when you don't have money you're looking for money right mm -hmm. so that's what happens everybody starts a co-working space they are not the founders they are employees or team members and they want to make it but they are not the ones uh, uh, financing it therefore mm -hmm. they have a, a, a low uh, low risk uh, etc so I think that what is missing in Slovenia is uh, uh, a funding ecosystem for these kind of ventures. And the, the possibility of having co-working not as a business, mm -hmm. but, uh, but as a connector. I yeah. always thought of co-working spaces everywhere in the world as embassies of entrepreneurship. Yeah. You, you speak a lot about entrepreneurship while you started your discussion saying, okay, it was not about entrepreneurship, but more about people working from home. Um, yeah. What about the employees? Because for instance, uh, when we are in touch with co-working space elsewhere, so indeed, there was, uh, we all know the story of co-working and it started indeed with startups and freelancers at the beginning. 
but then you had in some areas many co-working spaces and um, the population of entrepreneurs and freelancers at a certain moment of the time was not enough to absorb the growth of the offering. And we started to see that companies were paying also to be in co-working spaces. What about um, people who are employees of the company, even working from home or work, working remotely? And do you see some things moving there also post-COVID? Well, a lot of people that I know that are professional uh, uh, in working at uh, big corporations, for example, in Slovenia, are uh, having much more possibilities of working from home. Mm. Okay, and with some of them that I talked, uh, they uh, they shared with me uh, uh, in confidence that uh, they cannot stay at home. Right, and uh, but they don't want to go to the office either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and they, a, a couple of them said to me, it would be amazing if Aurora Coworking would be here because it's a small enough space so that I know that I'm not going to be crossing with half of the city, mm. right? And I would be able to concentrate and work in peace, mm. right? Because when they go to the office, then the meetings start and uh, yeah. you get the idea. So. I am honestly in love with the idea of micro co-working uh, uh, and social capital and, and uh, smart networks. I think that's the, that's the way to do it. And then monetizing from different ways uh, 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 around the concept of co-working. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the uh, employees, right? So what happens when, when a co-work, I guess that you mean uh, the co-working employees, right? So if, if the, if the co-working starts growing, you need to hire more people. No, no. I mean, what I mean is people, members who ah. are not freelancers or, 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 or entrepreneurs who are paid by an employers. Yeah. Um, In this region, I cannot find anyone. We had no one case of that happening. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we, we see that, uh, um, uh, the bigger companies here around are having their premises uh, and they like their employees working from there. Mm. Um, so I don't see it as a possibility anytime soon. Now, we had uh, uh, moments when our co-working members had to hire people for specific projects, etc. So those uh, 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 persons were going to the co-working space, of course. But they were employees of members, not... Exactly members employee of someone else paying because that that's a challenge yeah. that that uh, we know a lot of co-working space in small towns who would fit with the requirement of employees personal but the employees have to pay with their own money the membership the employers doesn't get that indeed it might be worth it to to support the membership uh, but you don't see that coming yet even even nope. the post crisis yeah it's well yeah yeah, not at all. We 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 don't have one case like that. Okay, okay, perfect. Okay, what's what's the next step for you then? Um, it's a new building. It's it's good enough like you are. Uh, it's becoming a world celebrity in Slovenia, opening location like yours everywhere. <laughs> so, I'm completely fascinated by the idea of smart networks. Okay. And smart networks are kind of a step forward from the traditional community. Okay, so it's a group of activated persons that 
are not only acting because of what they care, okay, but because of a vision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this just started happening in Aurora co-working with this Aurora Academy, right? They said, hey, what? What if we get 50 euros here and there so that my membership would be basically for free? Ah, they got their vision, mm. you know, and they made me work to make it happen. <laughs> so that's amazing. So, but what happens if you get 10 co-working spaces that go with the same vision? Mm -hmm. Okay, so then, then that starts sounding as very exciting. And what happens if you manage to have, let's say, 10 small cities in, in, in your country that are interconnected and are fighting or working towards the same vision? Wow. Then you get a community of uh, uh, persons with a lot of initiative, you know, trying to realize something. That's my next step. Okay, awesome. Last question. Um, how do you describe the impact you have locally beyond just being a place for people to walk from? Yeah, so the, you know, there are a lot of persons saying that one of the diseases of our time, our times is loneliness. Yeah. Right? So uh, uh, we learn to live uh, lonely together. And what is happening in the co-working space is that the members are no, no lo lonely anymore. Mm. There are casual things that are uh, uh, happening beyond the program of the co-working, like going for lunch, mm. like simple stuff, you know, or, or talking about problems or talking about hobbies uh, uh, are absolutely amazing and uh, are improving the quality of life of everyone. Uh, yep. We heard this, this statement once that from someone a few years ago that corking should be reimbursed by social security and healthcare system. Oh, yes, really. We, we had so many different uh, 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 cases. And, you know, members that are no longer members, okay, because they moved to another place or whatever, yeah, yeah. they are still in touch. They are still, still part of the, the community. Connect, connected, yeah. Yep. And what about your impact? I mean, um, outside your, your community, outside your members, uh, players reaching out to us because you are a visible um, strength or you wait in the overall ecosystem that is there locally. Yeah, that's, that's how I would like to see me. <laughs> uh, I don't know how the, the community sees me if I'm really uh, uh, making something for the community or not. Uh, because it's very easy to say you have possess such a small co-working that maybe this is doing any, it's not doing any, any effect. Uh, the thing is that I don't run only this uh, initiative. I have a few other initiatives running here and there, uh, mentoring programs and this mm -hmm. kind of things. And I would say that um, my impact is bringing a different perspective to people. So in the co-working space, I, I'm, I'm kind of a mentor. So I just go there, sit down there, start talking with the people, and that's a mentoring session. Mm. But that goes in a casual way. It's not like, okay, uh, book your session. and No, right? It, it just happens. And, and uh, many members, 
uh, uh, use it, mm. right? Uh, uh, I do the same thing with everyone. So uh, with customers or with persons that I find wherever mm. I go. You, you don't sell a methodology behind for 1,000 euro. And <laughs> no, no, not yet. <laughs> a growing. <laughs> Not, not yet. Uh, uh, I've been uh, uh, working lately with a group of people. Uh, it is called the Ashoka Visionary Program. That I'm absolutely crazy about. Uh, and we have been talking with some of them about this mentoring and consulting and how does it go. And the boys, the older ones, so counting me as one of them, uh, we, we, we came to the conclusion that we are very old, but not old enough like to be a good uh, a consult, consulting or, or mentor. Mm. And that uh, actually what we have to do now is just to focus on generating different uh, sources of income, others, others than living from that. Brilliant. Very inspiring talk, uh, Jose. Um, we will see you in Vienna. For the Corey King of Conference. Uh, we have discussed Super. about a, a, a workshop. And um, yeah, in the meantime, take care. And uh, we look forward to hear more news from you and, uh, and ultimately be, be in Vienna. Thank you. Thank you very much. And especially because you're taking the time and the effort for uh, paying attention to small co working spaces. I, 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 there are not many initiatives that care about us. And I really think that uh, the characteristics of Europe makes uh, this a, a perfect ground for small co-working spaces to, to thrive. Yeah, we, t we, we believe a lot in the long tail. And, and especially now, we know with countryside desertification, lack of jobs, the issue of uh, sustainable development. So we need to bring valuable uh, jobs and people in the countryside. And it's, it's super important. And we truly believe that co-working can, can dramatically help with that. Uh, now the, the challenge is to find the right model, a sustainable model. And as you, as you mentioned, not just rely on a municipality opening up a room and waiting for people to come and try to, to, to find the right fit. There's still some work to do, likely, to make it happen on a, on a wider scale. But yeah, every, every month we see a, a step in that direction, but sure. Yeah, exactly. Brian, thank you so much, Jose. And um, as we said, we see you hopefully in Vienna then. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Take care.